Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. For those of you with us on our YouTube channel, We've got two new transfer portal commitments for SMU to break down today on the podcast. We're going to do a mailbag podcast that'll drop on Thursday. And look, the news keeps getting good uh, for SMU throughout uh, this offseason as two more transfers announced they've committed to SMU, uh, both former four-star prospects. We'll talk about them both. SMU also had uh, a player announce his intentions to enter the transfer portal uh, that was newsworthy as one of SMU's key special teamers from the last two years is out the door. Let's lead off, though, with the news of uh, the week, which are the two transfer portal commitments. And we'll start with Texas offensive lineman Logan Parr, the four-star uh, prospect uh, from the 2019 recruiting class, uh, announced that, or from the 2020 recruiting class, announced that he is committed to SMU. Uh, he was on campus this past weekend for an official visit. 6'4", 315 pounds is somebody that's going to factor in in that interior of the offensive line. Played in 16 games during his time in Austin. Uh, He played that 2020 season playing in one game as a true freshman, uh, but that year doesn't count. He then redshirted in 2021 while playing in three games and then played in, in 12 games this past season for the most part on special teams and as a backup offensive lineman. So he comes to SMU with three years of eligibility remaining. He was a former four-star prospect uh, coming out of high school, out of O'Connor High School, and now headed to SMU. He's somebody that SMU's prior staff, Sonny Dykes, did recruit. So there's some familiarity here. I even think that uh, Chad Morris might have even offered him uh, very early on. So um, that's how long he's been on the radar as far as an offensive lineman goes. Uh, He was a highly touted prospect coming out of high school, now getting a fresh start at SMU. And if you look at Logan Parr and how he factors in now with this offensive line, they brought in Hyron White, who's kind of your heir apparent at right tackle. They brought in P.J. Williams, uh, who could very well push uh, for playing time right away across the offensive line, probably at every spot but center. And now... Uh, you have Logan Parr, who's an interior guy. Um, and if you look at the offensive line, losing Joe Bissinger, losing Owen Condon, um, and, and losing Jalen Thomas, you need some more depth on the interior. You have Justin Osborne coming back. You have Ben Sparks coming back. You have Branson Hickman coming back. Uh, there, there are some things to like about where this offensive line is along the interior as far as who you're returning. Now, Uh, SMU did need to upgrade the interior, and they did that, I feel like, with Logan Parr. I'm interested to see if, uh, as we sit here on the last day to actually enter the portal recording this podcast, there could be guys that pop up Thursday and Friday because it takes about up to two days, I believe, for your name to appear. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if anybody moves on. But SMU gets Logan Parr on board. 
Uh, we've talked a lot about Stanford offensive lineman Drake Metcalf. He's still on the transfer portal radar, and he's somebody that graduates later this spring. Logan Parr is the May graduate. He's on track to graduate, <clears throat> and so the staff felt good enough about him uh, to allow him to go ahead and commit uh, after his official visit this past weekend. So uh, the offensive line continues to get upgraded for SMU, and Logan Parr is the latest addition. Somebody that has three years of eligibility remaining, you would hope that with this new uh, setting and you know, kind of dropping down a level, he'll be able to find his way into the rotation at the very least um, over the course of his three years at SMU that are to come. Now, I did drop a fresh name at OnThePonyExpress.com for subscribers, uh, a name to watch in the transfer portal now uh, for SMU. They could very well end up with Logan Parr, P.J. Williams, Hyron White, Drake Metcalf, and potentially another. That would be five offensive linemen uh, from the transfer portal. So uh, check out that name. I dropped it uh, Tuesday night at OnThePonyExpress.com. $10 for just the, uh, $10 a month to subscribe to the site. Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed and as well as those who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Moving into the next transfer edition for SMU, one that did enroll uh, this week on the Hilltop after an official visit this past weekend, and that is Miami transfer wide receiver Romello Brinson, former four-star prospect out of Miami Northwestern. I remember him coming out of high school. Really, really highly touted guy who's been on the radar for a long time as a recruit. Goes to Miami. Um, plays in four, uh, plays in a few games uh, as a true freshman in 2021 when Rhett Lashley and uh, Rob Likens were there, uh, and and just really hasn't turned the corner uh, at Miami. He's a bigger body, 6'2", 185-ish, uh, and all of it. So he's going to factor in at that outside receiver position that SMU needed a big body to go to. Um, I think now with the addition of Romello Brinson, who – uh, over the two years uh, in Coral Gables, had 14 receptions for 189 yards and a touchdown. Nothing that's going to jump out at you there as far as his statistics go, like some of the other transfers they've added. Um, but he's played a lot of football. He's played in double-digit games both seasons, um, and he's somebody that SMU wide receivers coach Rob Likens recruited uh, to Miami as well. Um, so they bring in a familiar face there to factor into that outside receiving core. And one thing I'm going to try to do during this uh, edition of the podcast is uh, answer some of the uh, mailbag podcast questions uh, that we do have on the board, uh, and then we'll get to some of the other ones as the day goes. But uh, Couchum asked, uh, is this uh, wide receiver room complete enough to run the whole offense effectively? And I would say yes. Um, you know, Keyshawn Smith is somebody they have really high expectations for and, and is going to be considered to be a uh, game breaker for them. He arrived on campus this week as well. All uh, the transfer additions uh, arrived on campus except, except for one, uh, dropping some notes on that and kind of where things stand. So check those out on the site. Um, but um, Keyshawn Smith is, is kind of your surefire um, instant impact guy out of the transfer portal at wide receiver. And then you bring back numerous names that are going to get uh, plenty of time for SMU. Jordan Curley, uh, Jake Bailey's going to be back. Uh, he's somebody that I think a lot of them uh, really feel uh, like they're going to be able to take the next step. You lose Rasheed Wright, but you have those guys coming back. 
that's important. Uh, those two, when they were on the field for SMU this season, were two of the better receivers um, that, that they had. And it was very, very, very obvious. Um, Rasheed Rice was obviously the, the clear-cut number one. Um, but those two are, are very, very good players when healthy. Now, you also have Moochie Dixon coming back. Uh, you have um, Teddy Knox coming back. Maybe he can turn the corner. Dylan Goffney coming back. He's uh, recovering from that um, uh, injury he had at the end of the year. He didn't end up playing in the in the bowl game. But uh, you also have Roger Dam- Daniels coming back. They have some pieces at wide receiver that are really, really explosive and, and really able to, uh, you know, I think it's it, it's going to look different. You have Romello Brinson now in the room, and he's kind of a big body jump ball type of receiver in that sense on the outside. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bo Corrales. Will he be back uh, for his final season of college football after missing this past season? Um, but they they really do have more of, uh, I would say they have more speed, true speed that they've added with Keyshawn Smith, uh, Romello Brinson. Those are those guys that kind of have wheels um, Rasheed Rice obviously was a monster, but when you when you look at kind of going one for one, you lose Austin Upshaw. Well, you go out and you get Keyshawn Smith, and you also get Romello Brinson to kind of replace those two guys. Um, those are uh, players that I feel like fit what you know SMU wants to do. Um, having some game breaking, especially with Keyshawn Smith, I, I do think they have uh, the right number and the right types of receivers to run the offense. And look, there's there's a long way to go until fall camp. I would say that they're going to be on the lookout lookout for another big body wide receiver, somebody that can you know create some mismatches on the outside. That's maybe a little bit more proven. You know, they swung at Keytron Jackson. He was somebody that SMU desperately wanted uh, into the fold, uh, and he ends up at Baylor. Uh, that's one that they probably wish um, you know would have gone their way, and, and one that I feel like SMU probably felt like they were going to get. Um, coming off his visit, you know, and also the early interest that he showed when he entered the portal. So um, I feel like this is going to be, um, you know, a a group that I think the expectations are going to be different heading into 2023. Uh, They don't have that game breaker in Rasheed Rice, but they have a group that can get the job done. And and I think at different points showed that they can. If Jordan Curley, Jake Bailey can stay healthy, if Keyshawn Smith is who they expect him to be, this receiver group will be fine. And RJ Maryland might as well toss them in there, in there as another receiver uh, to boot. So SMU's receiver group got a lot better, um, you know, in terms of, I think, that true speed. They are missing somebody that has done it d- game in, game out consistently without getting hurt and all those things like they've had the last few years. So uh, there are question marks at receiver, but I do feel like they've got a group that they feel pretty good about and they'll continue to mine, mine the transfer portal in the May window uh, to see if anybody pops in there late and is going to, uh, you know, be somebody they'd like to go after, because I, I feel like that's still a position that you'd love to add one more on the outside that's proven and able to do it. Um, I do want to talk about uh, real quickly, uh, a friend of the show uh, out of Austin, and that is uh, blue Norther uh, hard seltzer. And it's a buddy of mine, uh, Stu Hill runs the marketing over there. Uh, I was down in San Antonio for the All-American Bowl uh, and came back through and uh, was gifted some uh, Blue Norther uh, hard seltzer. It is in Whole Foods up in the Dallas area. If you're in Austin, it's in all the HEBs around there. Let me get the box real quick. 
this is it blue blue northern um hard seltzer they've got all sorts of different flavors um had a few when i got back really really enjoyed it had a few at the um at their uh their storefront uh kind of a storefront but their um it's not a brewery but their warehouse out there in austin um so check that out if you're in austin they've got live music out there and and um you know just a cool vibe tvs uh and able to kind of enjoy the nice spring days that are to come here soon uh texas born and brewed uh really really good stuff i think they're they're you know less carbonated than some of the other seltzers out there so if you haven't uh given them them a shot uh check that out uh blue norther hard seltzer uh they have some unique flavors as well uh again i just tried it for the first time enjoyed it and uh told them i'd give them a give them a shout out. So appreciate them for uh, sending me home with uh, some Blue Norther. And if you find it at Whole Foods uh, in the Dallas area, check it out. Uh, you can also get it at HEB in Austin and they're, they're popping up uh, more and more across uh, the state in different uh, distributors and, and spots to pick it up. So um, great flavors, really enjoyed them. And they're going to be coming out with more flavors as the spring unfolds. So that was a little bit of housekeeping there. Had to shout out my friends at Blue Norther. Uh, appreciate their support as well uh, of the podcast. So uh, shout out Blue Norther. Back on track here, flipping over to the other side of the transfer portal, which is departures. And SMU uh, is going to be looking for or opening up a competition for a kickoff specialist. Brendan Hall is entering the transfer portal. The 6'9", 231-pound sophomore uh, is uh, transferring, he announced on Twitter. And I think this is a case of, look, you have Colin Rogers, uh, who's a kickoff specialist, or uh, the kicker coming back from uh, last year. He was a true freshman. He was terrific. Uh, and now um, uh, now Brendan Hall is entering the portal and uh, heading out. I think he's somebody that, um, uh, he's somebody that just realized that one, he wasn't going to get the starting kicker job and was just going to be a kickoff specialist. So after playing in 25 games, doing a ton of kickoffs for SMU, uh, he's headed to the transfer portal. He announced that. And I think this makes sense. And I think it was one of those honest conversation situations with the SMU staff, you know, having to say, hey, look, I mean, we have this great kicker in Colin Rogers that we think the world of. We have Ryan Bachevsky coming back. For another season, we just don't necessarily see um, a spot for you. So he's entering the portal, going to find a new home uh, for himself uh, moving forward. Um, and best of luck to him. I mean, it, it didn't work out in the end, but I feel like he's somebody that um, will find a uh, new home uh, without a doubt and be able to take a stab at, at being a full-time kicker, um, both in the, you know, uh, kickoff and uh field goal unit duties as well so best of luck to brendan hall uh good dude and uh hope uh for the best for him uh as far as what's next for smu um this is where it gets interesting they don't necessarily have a ton of spots um when it as far as um uh as far as uh guys to bring in now like this is this is the time where it's pretty much over with as far as Guys are going to be able to bring in uh, for the spring semester. I will say I think there's um, there's a chance that by the ad drop date, which is uh, early next week, I believe, 
they'll be able to uh, squeeze in one or two maybe. But I think the more likely thing is we'll see another run of guys getting to SMU uh, in the summer in time for summer workouts um, and as well as, uh, you know, them being able to uh, watch that spring transfer portal period in May when that gets underway. As far as what's next, look, I, I think we, we, we hinted at the potential to add another offensive lineman into the fold. I think that's something they'd like to do. Um, but the one thing I will say is linebacker is a big need. Uh, for this staff, they do want to add another, um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if uh, they went and added another safety too. You know, there, there's still some guys out there they've been recruiting for a long a long time uh, in the transfer portal, and uh, maybe even the high school ranks, and and they'll be able to uh, to find you know somebody uh, to um, you know come in and continue to shore up that secondary. It's just been that big of a priority for them. Uh, so in terms of spots, and this was another question asked. It's fluid, and I know you guys are probably not wanting to hear that, but I could see another five transfers coming to SMU. Um, I just feel like they don't necessarily have the spots to bring in guys right now. They're kind of filled up in that regard. But uh, the spring and the summer will yield some more spots. They'll be able to address some needs after the spring semester ends um, because of that, just from what I'm hearing. I think maybe there's maybe there's a spot available, maybe two. Um, but right now, I'd be a little surprised if they added more than one um, transfer down the stretch here when it comes to uh, getting guys in in time for that spring semester. So um, I feel like SMU's pretty close to being done. I don't think they're they're done overall with the transfer portal. That's something that they still are very much uh, going after new guys and trying to get those guys in place. Uh, but uh, they do have. Uh, some needs, and I feel like they're going to try to address those needs. Also on the defensive line, I feel like they're always in the in the hunt for some pass rushers and, and maybe another defensive tackle out there, out there if they can get it. So with that, guys, we've got one final topic to cover. Uh, Duncanville defensive back LaModric Spencer uh, committed to SMU uh, just a few days ago, kind of shocking uh, in a way. I'd actually had a commitment edit ready for LaModric Spencer uh, since the summer. SMU's been the favorite here. Uh, they're the school that's really been out in front for him. He wanted to be a, be a Mustang, uh, but he needed to uh, get his grades right. And I think that's something that he was able to do over the fall semester. And uh, SMU was willing to take him. He did a really good job locking up some of the state's deep uh, top wide receivers, playing for that Duncanville team that won a state championship, finally got over that hump. So SMU adds another state champion, champion to the roster, and they're able to bring in uh, a versatile defensive back who I think is prime for a red shirt, uh, about 6'1", all of it, 160 pounds, though. Uh, he'll need a red shirt year. He had some huge offers, but really, um, this was one that SMU was kind of that school that stuck with him and uh, said, we're going to wait. If you can get your grades up, let's do it. And sure enough, uh, he was able to jump on board uh, and he'll sign uh, in the, on National Signing Day at Duncanville with the Mustangs. So uh, a very interesting piece to the puzzle that SMU added there in the 2023 recruiting class. Uh, they currently sit fourth uh, in that uh, in the AAC uh, when it comes to uh, recruiting classes. They are second, I believe, in terms of average recruit ranking. So that's worth uh, noting as well. Uh, SMU getting it done on the transfer front and in uh, the high school ranks as well. We're going to turn our attention to 2024 very soon. 
I will note uh, SMU did pick, uh, did offer one of the state's best, uh, which I love. Uh, they uh, sent an offer out to Bryant Wesco, a top 50 overall prospect in the country for on three in the class of 2024 out of Mid- Midlothian. This is a guy that just was absolutely dominant uh, when it comes to putting up numbers. Uh, and he was able to do it in a triple option offense. So he's got some in-state offers and attention, but SMU did dish that offer out as the coaches got back on the road this week. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll be back Thursday with another mailbag as well as a position preview on Friday. We hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown of the latest additions to the Mustangs for the 2023 roster. We will catch you guys with another edition of the podcast later this week on Thursday with the mailbag. Appreciate all you guys who subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com as well as our YouTube channel, On The Pony Express, as well. Hit that subscribe button for us. We appreciate it. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next.